Welcome back. It's episode 11. Hopefully it'll be out on time by the time <laughs> you're hearing this because your girl was late. <laughs> time is <laughs> so irrelevant. Up. That's really what 2028 now taught us. So yeah. Also, a bitch was biz the fucky the last week that we were supposed to release. So our sincerest apologies, but we did have some priorities ahead of us, unfortunately. But now that those priorities are over and done with, we, we get a whole have... new list of priorities. Yeah, we get a whole. That's actually what happens. We get a whole new list of priorities. We get mo mo priorities, mo problems. But we can't. Even hopefully, think... none of them will interfere with the podcast again, for sure. Can't even lie either that like Halloween interrupt Halloween really plans didn't even like interrupt it. It was all just like you had school and like weird finals. Yeah. I was just like yeah. once again buried with work. Like if y'all thought that it was because of some Halloween shit, nope. I wish. I didn't even get I didn't get to do shit for Halloween. I that's, did that. I was writing a paper and doing a final project for Halloween, okay? <laughs> I was hanging out with like I was hanging out with two friends. But, like, it wasn't like we were going out or, like, doing anything. It was just really chill. And then, because Sunday was actually Halloween, I came home and was just, like, so, like, brain dead from, like, the work, from the previous work week. I was just, like, let me just play video games and give out candy. I had, like, I went as Flop Mario. So, like, a few years ago, I was Thought Mario in my little overall shorts. And this year, I wasn't going to do that to the children. So, I just put on my Mario hat and wore, like, the baggiest sweater and sweatpants because I was so lazy Sunday. And just played, like... Uh, the new Mario Party with my cousin. I know. Everyone was like, I remember, because, like, you know how the gays go for Halloween. And, like, I miss it. Honestly, I just, even, even like, when I did have time for Halloween, like, I don't know if I'm just, like, not gay enough, but, (laughs) like, it doesn't give me the ooh-ah sensation like it does, like, the rest of, like, the queers, you know? I say I, like, I don't know. I miss it, but it's because I never really got to, like, go out and have a gay Halloween, because last year, I don't remember what I did. I don't even know if I, did anything last year for halloween i do know what i know i went to like a house party at a friend's like my junior year of college or whatever well last year halloween was canceled i can't remember what i did prior years i usually went to like a house party or something or like another a party at someone's apartment yeah but like it was usually like, like a house party or like a lot of people around here go to salem that's like a big thing i did that once and like i, I think i that did that like it. not <laughs> during halloween i did it during like the month of october but i didn't do it like anywhere like really that close to halloween yeah um mainly because it's fucking cold in salem by like this time like so girl it's cold right now <laughs> i'm really hoping next year i can have like a gay halloween like i i don't know it, it I will say, like, the, the clubs are fun, and, like, everyone usually, that's, like, usually when the gays step out and drag for the first time, if they're gaydies, like, everyone does that whole moment, but I, it just doesn't, uh, it's just never been, it's fun to be in, like, the atmosphere of it, but I just don't really like dressing up and having to, like, it's probably the, the mental gymnastics of, like, trying to figure out a costume. Honestly. I see from, like, I can't remember the last time I figured out a costume. Well, to be honest, you and Azad dressed up for Carnival. That wasn't Halloween at all, but you dressed up. That was like essentially a costume. Granted, you we guys did, did but the that was fun. That was yeah. fun. I still have the little, the little head, um, the head, the little head things that we made. I, yeah. you guys, I thought those that, were really cute. Wait, <laughs> that was that such was, a good memory, actually. I that was that. what started the fake rumor you and Azad made. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> oh my about? God. That's what started. No, that. I think it started before. No, that, didn't. that that's what that's what started that. Oh yeah, you're God. right. Because right, because you guys had the door closed while we were there in his room, and then like. Later that night or like yeah. the next day, as I was like, oh, by the way, Manny and I, and yeah. that whole thing, um, just to, just to tease the listeners. Yeah, the the girls like they wanted it so bad, and I was they just wanted like, it to be real, you know but you so know, as that's like the king of gaslighting, so it just he's so gas. I just went with so it because gassy. I don't care. <laughs> but I, I think you're similar to me, where like you probably want like just a simple costume that's like clear and concise. So that's why I had like I don't know if you, I don't think you saw me when I had my Mario costume. I got like a Mario hat off Amazon um i bought like just like a basic red uh long sleeve and i cropped it really high like i i had like some under titty like not really in Come a flattering on, way but i had that and then i had like overall shorts so i was like a little like thoughty kind of mario and i think it works given like my stature and posture so that's probably what i'm gonna go to a lot unless like someone gives me an idea for another costume but i thought it was just a really <laughs> easy costume I and know. i can wear the overalls when it's not halloween because it's a really nice cute. like go to like oh my god another halloween party yeah Let's and go. really <laughs> any costume you can make 
gay or slutty by just making it a crop top and like making it short shorts like it's so easy yeah um, or like usually a headpiece you know yeah the it's like crop do you top, the short shorts and the headpiece. Do you that was like literally cute? our p-town outfits like yeah. that's basically the like go-to <laughs> hey if it's work if it ain't broke don't fix it you know i guess it's just i don't know halloween it's you know are you old are you too yeah, old? i guess i'm just old i guess i really candy am on the porch old. I mean, I don't even want to do that either. I don't want people coming. <laughs> Lights off, not house. even a candy bowl outside. Like, can we take a moment to talk about that for a second? Because, like, I don't even really think there was anyone trick-or-treating in my neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Think I think, it. like, I, I Like, mean, is Halloween, like, trick-or-treating, like, dead? Do they, like, kids don't do that That's anymore, a good question, they? honestly, because, like, so last year we didn't get anybody, but, like, that was during, like, still pretty heavy COVID times. So, like, that's expected. And I mean, yeah, everything like, else is, like, Like, last open. year was definitely a huge exception. Yeah, and, like, so last year i didn't get anybody in my neighborhood and then like in years past like we've had like a decent amount and over since i've had to move back home i feel like there's actually more families than when i was like in high school here or whatever so i was like oh like now that i'm home and probably there's probably like a lot of kids that we have to like deal with trick-or-treaters for we got some this year my mom bought like a bunch of like mini candies she and then she bought like some full-size candies like to you know really a gag like the, the older kids or whatever like with like holy shit full-size candy bars come on full-size um, candy and just nobody like came it was like we maybe got like we definitely got like less than like 15 or 20 kids like damn like in groups or whatever um which honestly works because with my dog she loves people uh to an <laughs> annoying degree because when the doorbell rings she like starts sprinting so yeah uh one of us would have to hold my dog while the other like gave candy out and the kids would be like oh it's your dog <laughs> we're like she's friendly just like but please leave like she's just like crazy affectionate um oh no that's so, funny though yeah but yeah, yeah we, I, mean, I like don't know maybe like because like with i don't know if like it's a dying tradition or like if there's still some yeah weird covid kind of things with some parents or like maybe it is like the kids don't really do it anymore but like I don't know. yeah i mean maybe it's just one of those things that's just kind of like maybe died like, as a result of covid anyway you know when I was like a- like, my- you know, like, I feel like so many things have, like, changed during the pandemic that, like, maybe not necessarily because of the pandemic, but, like, because we weren't able to do it during the pandemic, it felt like, oh, maybe we really don't need this anymore. Like, for See, example, the labor shortage that's happening right now, yeah. where people were realizing, like, oh, you know, myself included, like, uh, I don't need to work here anymore. It's not worth my time. And then you leave. <laughs> and, um, with enough financial on, like, stability yeah. to leave yeah that's not for everybody um, yeah totally um 100 and like yeah i feel like trick-or-treating might just have been one of those things too i mean granted like the pandemic is still real so well, that's also probably influencing it it's like, but, like usually you would hear like even like just kids who weren't trick-or-treating but just like causing mischief you know like egging people's like who's egging people's houses throwing i mean we don't paper. need that though we don't need that but like what i just Especially because where I live, like, usually Halloween, like, people are out and about on Halloween. Or, like, I would at least, because when I was in my house, like, you know, doing shit that I needed to do on Sunday night, I, it didn't even occur to me that it was Halloween until the day after. It and feels I was like, like, oh, yesterday was Halloween. And because I remember, like, seeing all everyone's, like, pictures and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, everyone had costumes. It was Halloween. But well, I don't for, recall, like, for the gays and whatnot, Halloween was definitely Saturday night. Because Sunday, I feel like on actual Halloween, not many people were posting or they were, like, oh, posting yeah, Aftermath. But it's it's funny because I feel like there's also like an for COVID there's like an opposite effect where like a lot of people, you know, who uh, are weren't super keen about being mandated to do quite a few things, um, were like oh like like oh I want to get back to doing stuff. So you I would have thought that like kids would have loved to do trick or treating again, but maybe the idea yeah. of like getting candy from like has made people like candy from strangers has made people more leery about it. Yeah, it's like been the whole point. But maybe I mean COVID yeah, yeah like you said did make people realize. I wish kind of people thought a little harder and more thoroughly with their actions during the pandemic because people just got crazier but that's a whole other thing yeah. so yeah it, it's definitely weird because last year we like we bought candy and we're like wow we just literally didn't use any now there's all this candy yeah. and then this year we bought more candy because like oh we're definitely gonna get people this year and like we did but now we're just like i'm just bringing it everybody's been bringing their candy into work and i hate it because everybody bought chocolate i fucking love chocolate <laughs> and i'm like i can't i mean me too, I'm like three lie. candy bars like Even a good dark ones. chocolate Kit Kat will really do a body good. Oh know? my god, the first so before even Halloween, like they had like office Halloween candy shit and it was oh my god, they had Reese's peanut butter cups, and that's my shit. That's my crack. Um mm. I love it. See um, for me it's a dark chocolate Kit Kat, but dark chocolate, dark chocolate that does sound pretty good. 
Yeah, that or like uh, like I can go for like a basic like Snickers. Yeah, I like like chocolate with like nuts in it too. I like like almonds. Really, any chocolate peanut butter candy, like um peanut the peanut butter M Ms, not the peanut M Ms, but the peanut butter M Ms are also really good. Or like the pretzel M Ms. Like I didn't even know they had peanut butter M Ms. You've been missing out. They've been adding they've been adding a lot of standard M M flavor to the affair. And oof, girl, I can't remember. Oh my goodness, I just had to yawn. Yawning (laughs) on the pod. I, I can't even remember, like, the last time that I even ate candy, to be honest. Um, like, now that I think about it, I, I really don't... Like, what do I even do anymore? <laughs> like, literally... You need to go outside. Student, like, I'm telling you, I feel just, like... It's so real. I feel like last semester, or, like, during the summer, Azad and I were like, Manny, leave the house. <laughs> like... Girl, you like, need to go I outside. Just, I... COVID changed me. Like, I just don't want to deal with people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like i really oh. am though but i'm okay with it because like you know i just i get to do more stuff i get to stream streaming's been fun speaking she of update is... i finally got my doc in so we're able to record you know oh like... yeah i forgot that's like the whole reason we didn't even re- which yeah i forgot because that totally worked out because i was being a little nerd and playing D on monday so like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> y'all that's speaking of that's another reason why the podcast was late like last week because when i tell you like i was so fucking busy like i had so much shit to do and then on sunday my laptop battery decided to not charge for the entire morning so i had to call apple care and then apple care was like well i think we fixed it because we they were able to help like do like a reset thing over the phone um and then it seemed to have worked fine and then i took it to the apple store just in case for them to do a diagnostic test and everything was fine so i don't know if it was like a hiccup or like something but my macbook pro wouldn't charge sometimes so i literally would just be sitting there like unplugging and plugging the charger in until it would just go off like i don't know i'm thinking maybe it it was was like more of a connection than like your battery but i mean i'm the last person for any apple hardware whatsoever yeah I mean, it was it was really strange because that's I've never. First of all, I've had Apple Care since I buy it on all of my laptops for like very obvious reasons, and um, that was actually the first time I've ever had to call it either. It's like that's the first time I actually panicked and was like, I have no idea why this isn't working. Um, I need help. <laughs> so, but that happened, and ever since then, my laptop's been perfectly fine. Haven't noticed a problem at all. I... And then, literally on was it like Monday or Tuesday? Um, my Thunderbolt dock died, which for those of you who aren't familiar with like all the hardware stuff, basically it's just like a USB hub that you plug your laptop in and it gives me, um, access to like more ports and IO options for like my external display that I use, my keyboard, stream deck, camera, lights, all that shit. Um, so it just like, and my laptop kind of plugs into it like a workstation. And so then I get like full access to all my peripherals when I'm like working at my desk and doing stuff. Um, so that happened while I was trying to finish a final project and do a 10-page paper to the same weekend. <laughs> and I was sitting here on my little laptop, just working away at my desk like this the whole time. Not that you could see what I was just gesturing, but it was it was a struggle bus for a little while. I will say, though, um, it was kind of nice in the sense that because the screen was smaller, I, had to f- I was able to kind of, like, focus a lot more on what I was doing. So I try to, like, alternate now between my laptop and my, like, workstation when I'm doing stuff. Um... But it was really annoying because especially for like my design projects, like where more space kind of helps to be able to see things, um, it was a little tricky. So, and honestly, editing the podcast would have been a little difficult too, just because the controls and stuff are so small in the software well, that we use. But uh, speaking of failing tech, a I thought it was really weird that like, cause we cause we were talking about that like the Apple event, like our last pre pod episode or whatever, and you mentioned like how. Oh, like right? if this were to break, this is what would happen. If this were to break, this would happen. I don't think you mentioned like your Thunderbolt like doc, but I was like, weren't we like just talking about how important this is for me? Yes, like, that's what I'm saying. That whole like, weekend, like, like knock on wood, but like, <laughs> I was I was so fucking like flabbergasted because literally the day, I think it was the weekend after because that whole week after the apple event like i mean y'all heard it on the podcast like i was doing my re motherfucking search i needed to know every single motherfucking detail about these new laptops like i was in it to win it i want one by the way i still haven't been able to order one because they're out of stock if it's anything like the ps5 you better wait your ass right there it's it's much can't Um, use apple care for us uh apple pay with a scalper so girl that's true but I don't think, no, because these, I don't think you would 
it, that it wouldn't work the same way but like yeah it's just like as soon as they announced the new laptops all of a sudden i started having all these problems and then speaking of like i've been getting stonewalled by like cal digit support to um send back my dock that broke uh because they expect me to like pay shipping to send it back and like do all this stuff and like i don't mind like paying shipping if it's like a nominal cost like 10 to 15 dollars or whatever to just send it back but uh one they didn't tell me that i was going to need to do that um and two i had already asked for an advanced replacement which is the one that i'm using now so like it just seems really sus to me that like all of a sudden it's my responsibility to send it back to them and pay for it and literally ever since i confirmed that i got my replacement their support has just been like stonewalling me with like a legal copy pasta of like as the end user you're responsible for the shipping container of the broken unit and like all this like stuff and i asked them to clarify what that means and they literally copy and pasted the response like rude as fuck um so i'm gonna drag them on twitter they even need this back like no (laughs) well that's what i'm that's what i'm not understanding because i had to get another warranty replacement from them earlier this year because the cable that goes from my laptop to the dock that comes with it also broke so i will not be using um this dock i'm probably going to sell it actually since it's basically new um, I'm just going to sell it and try another company or another product. Uh, but it's also possible that when I get my new laptop, I won't really need to anymore because we're going to have fucking ports. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm exploring new options because CalDigit is not, uh, their, their customer support service is very different in a private email than they are publicly on Twitter. So mm. we're going to have to do mm. a little attitude adjustment, this week. but <laughs> yeah, Manny is oh. not happy with the customer service and the user experience online. Well, real quick, also speaking of attitude and uh, tech problems, though, I didn't tell you when we were talking earlier, I, I, well, I told you I've been really busy with work or whatever. Like, I've been getting these massive, like, projects with all these problems and stuff. So, chipping away at them and everything. Like, I worked until, like, 10.30 last night, like, remotely from home, right? Get in this morning, and I, like, oh, I, I use AutoCAD. For those who don't know, AutoCAD is just, like, a, a drawing program, a drafting program. Like, you, you, a lot of, like, engineers, architects use it. To be honest, it's a little dated, um, but you know, for like engineering purposes and stuff, like it's it's like a standard, like it's a standard program to draw like schematics or plans, whatever, blah blah blah. So really important. It's like literally the only thing I need for my job. Everything else is pretty supplementary. Um, it was like, oh, your license, there's a problem with it. And I'm like, my what? <laughs> like the one <laughs> my thing. What? Like, like, and I'm oh. like I this is renewed on a yearly basis. I haven't even been working here that long. And you're really gonna do this to me when I have like all these deadlines? And this was at like like probably like 8 30 in the morning like first thing and like my like coordinator or whatever the office coordinator manager whatever you want to think about him is like talking like this new hire we got or whatever about stuff I'm like uh hey like sorry but i can't like work with some lights like i was just stammering and he was like he's not at all a tech guy he's like uh and i show him like the warning message and it's like save now or you will lose any progress on your work i'm like well i didn't do anything but i was like freaking out and then i reopened it it just completely resolved itself and it didn't pop up again it was very strange and mm. I was like, I don't need, I don't. Yeah, that is weird. I don't. To be honest, part of me was like, well, if it doesn't work today, I just go home and pretend this isn't a problem, at least for today. But then it ended up working, so I had to actually do work <laughs> and get money, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, anyway, that was a cute little pre-show. We were like, we totally went into this, like, yeah, we, we have, like, a structure of what's going to happen. I don't know what how we didn't think to talk about Halloween at all yeah, that's earlier, also true. but I think our conversation just now probably dictates how much we yeah. think about Halloween, so, um, yeah, there you go. That's true. Some some surprise bonus content. Yeah, just just a pre, a pre, <laughs> a pre pod. We're, we're, like, we're doing this thing now before the podcast, and, like, meeting to figure out what we want to do because we try to do that throughout the week before we get to the podcast but it usually doesn't end up working that way because we just save shit to the thing and then we never look at it <laughs> we're like oh we're this like, is interesting we'll do it we're like oh this looks interesting i mean like I-, I think people might pick up on that by now but like we'll like find stuff that's like interesting and like unless we're yeah. really passionate about it or something like tech or like video games uh, in a broad sense but like we won't always look into it but I like to think we just present these at a surface level and then the listeners can go off and explore their own. Or, I mean, honestly, we're not like a news podcast. Like, y'all are probably hearing stuff that you might have already heard about. You're just hearing us talk about them because that's all a podcast is. You're just listening to people talk. If I had to had to simplify it out, you know. Wow. So we're not entertaining? Wow. No, I mean, wow. we're entertaining <laughs> in our own way. I love it. Well, with that, let's take a break. <laughs> 
Let's take a moment. Let's let's recalibrate, and we'll be right back. How about that? Right back. Stun. We're back. I'm back. I feel like I've said stun after every time that we've (laughs) that we finished our clap, like a three, two, one, and stun. I'm kind of here for it. Local tick. Yeah, it's it's a cue. I think it's a cue. (laughs) Well, while we didn't maybe have the most um fantastical thoughty Halloween. Um, we do have uh one of our fave musical artists who did. Honestly, real quick, I'm usually not here for like celebrity Instagrams, but I will say there is something about celebrity like Halloween costumes that I kind of live for, mainly because mm. they have the budget to go over the top with production. True, some more than others. Um, but we're talking about Megan's new LP, I guess we're gonna call it that dropped. Yeah, I think LP. Yeah, for long playing apparently. Long play. it's what it's we called. had to look up because I was calling things EPs and LPs and albums when there's apparently yeah. quantifiable things for each of them, whereas I'm just like, this feels like an EP. I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, though, it's too it's too long to be an EP. And for sure. it's not, it doesn't meet my criteria for an album. Like, I'm just going to say it. Like, it doesn't, like, it sounds, like, cunty, but, like, there's no other way to say it other than, like, well, not to say that it's bad, because, but I just, it's not, a lot of it, like, I was kind of hyped for it in the beginning, but then I realized that, like, it was mostly things that she had already released throughout the past year after Good News. And it's kind of just, like, um, more of, like, her freestyles and mixtapes. And then she sprinkled in some, like, new songs, um, which is good. I will say, though, I do like that her um, her freestyles are available. Because I don't I don't think they were available for streaming up until this, if I remember No, they were, like, pretty I think much they were all just on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... With that being said, I will say the songs that really stuck out to me the most was, out of the new ones, I think was Freakend and, like, Opposite yeah. Day. I think I, those were the ones that really gave me the ooh-ah sensation. I I need to listen to it through again, but Freakend kind of did stand out to me a little bit, too, even though I didn't, like, add it to um, my liked playlist that I, as I showed you. Um, yeah. But for me, Out of Town, Freestyle, Pipe Up, and then the Tuned In one, which is the first one on the, the, tr- on the, uh, lp i guess we'll call it um that i was like okay and i was down really bad like the day she put out the album and i was like and even though it's not like or i just called it an album but even though it's not like a full album i guess we'll say Mm -hmm. i was still like i just need new content and megan knew i needed it today (laughs) um but she also released it on friday this past friday so that would have been for the viewers that are listening now, it's probably like November twelfth, but it came out October twenty ninth. Yeah, October twenty ninth, like yeah. right before Halloween. Right, the week, the Halloween weekend, basically, which I think which, was kind of fitting that she had the the song was named Freakend. Yeah, and but, also, um, even though it's not like an album album, I think that's a good thing because then I mean we'll probably see something from her like in the not too distant future. Not saying we dislike what she gave us. Yeah, um, it was like a nice surprise, really. Yeah, um, I think I think that's a good way to put it. It was a nice surprise. Like, I appreciate that. Like, especially towards the end, like at the very end, she just kind of did like, you know, to the hotties, and it was kind of just like her, just like speaking on the mic, saying like, "Thank you, everyone, for your support," like all that stuff. Um, and I wasn't expecting that at the end, so I thought that was kind of cute, even though it like wasn't really music or anything. Um, I appreciated that because I feel like this was kind of just like a little something for the hotties. Like, she kind of named it appropriately, where it's like. You know, people who like Megan are going to like what she puts out for the most part, like, regardless of what it is. Even if it's just, like, some new songs sprinkled in with some freestyles that we haven't been able to stream. Because some of her freestyles are, like, just as good, if not better, than some of her, like, most popular songs. So, I like that, like, she's kind of just, like, given that, like, out to the people, and we can just do with it what we want. I will say, though, I'm afraid that, like... Because kind of like what happened with Good News, because you were just saying how like, oh, that means there's still potential for like another album soon. But to me, I'm like, you know, don't give us Rihanna. <laughs> but <laughs> let it cook for a little bit. I know what you mean. Like, let we don't it, want yeah. something next week. Let but it like, simmer, you know, because I feel I mean... like one of the problems was with the la- with Good News was like it was it was a good album. But for her first album, I feel like maybe our expectations were just too high, but also like less than a year earlier, she had released the Sugar EP. And then I feel like releasing an album later that year, or like imagine if she released that album, like with good news. Yeah. Like, I think that would have been cool. I don't know. I just feel like she's, she's like releasing a lot. Not that I don't want her to keep being creative and putting stuff out, but I don't know. She's just doing like an atypical kind of release where like 
a lot of artists in the past will do like one album like every kind of like anywhere from like a year to like two or three i guess but i feel like now kind of like to stay like in i think this is just more of a broader topic than like how media and content is like digested by people so much quicker That's is true. that like yeah you kind of want to stay top keep, of mind yeah like you either got to do memes or you got to do brand deals or you got to just like be more persistent and cons- consistent with your like content and stuff so like for megan doing like an album and an ep or lp whatever the fuck you want to call them um like kind of doing that like twice a year you know might be like the way to go and on that note too i say all that because she's also hottie sauce with her popeyes brand deal like she's really like i, I was feel just like before, gonna say I feel like before, like, you had Travis Scott Burger, the Sweetie Meal, like, like even the uh, BTS Meal, like, all those, like, meals. But Megan, I feel like, is almost trying to become, like, a, like, spokesperson slash mascot for Popeyes. Because the way I've been getting Megan Stallion Popeyes ads and the way she's been pushing on her Instagram, yeah. like, you know, I'm happy for her to get her coin. But I'm also, like, you, you've got to, like, we get it. You're with Popeyes. Like, we get it. The hot yeah. sauce. Which, I mean, honestly, to be honest, it does me want to try We should have, like have you tried it no i could i like i kind of want to try not it not far from but me, but i, I just, don't ever eat at popeyes yeah i was gonna say the first and last time i ate at popeyes it was not good so <laughs> like it, i just My mom and for some reason popeyes, some people some yeah reason. some people live live for popeyes but like they have like that no, chicken was dry as fuck it. the first and last time i ever had it so yeah i never did that again but i also just like you know the southern the southern belle in me just expects higher well it, i feel like chicken. with any rule of fast food, and especially you can't like go there sort of, yeah you and expect like i mean mine well okay so also i'm some fast food i'm going whatever is near me so like donald's taco bell like if, I, if i'm really doing it like that and i'm down bad that day um and i'm, I'm not expecting five-star meal i'm not expecting my body even agree with what i order but that's the whole point of fast food so true hottie meal it is yeah she's been I'll, doing I'll, the hottie I'll, sauce stuff like and also what about her um have you noticed all of her little? I mean, I noticed this because, like, I'm personal finance, you know. Guy. Oh, her cash app like, kind of thing. Yeah, the cash. Oh, app, I've been getting the ads. Little cash Literally, app when I was pulling up one of yeah. the freestyle videos to show you, Granny was on her channel, so that's probably why I got it. But the cash app, like, ad. Um, I will say personally, I don't like how she's pushing the Bitcoin aspect on it in some of the stuff because I really be feeling a way about cryptocurrency and NFTs that we don't have to get into. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not here for them. Just to simply put it, sorry for anybody who's upset by that um but i do think um there is like a really like kind of nice this is just i guess about megan the stallion now because um uh i kind of like how you know she's like kind of everyone kind of likes to like shit on her for being like inappropriate like when wap came out and stuff like that and like you know all the role model stuff that like a lot of artists especially women artists in the music industry get like the flack they get but i mean megan does so many like patriarchy blah 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 yeah yeah, yeah. Uh i mean she literally says it in thought shit, like, what that's about. So, yeah. Um, But then she does, like, this stuff where, I mean, she is trying to do, like, a little bit, even though it's, like, through advertising, which is a whole gray area, but, um, mm-hmm. like, a little bit of the financial literacy thing. Granted, yeah. it's also a brand deal. But I think even on her, like, YouTube, there was a little bit, she did, like, hottie, like, economics or something like that. Or, like, mm-hmm. she did, like, some videos where it's, like, yeah. very basic. And I think some of it, stuff. I think some of it was actually, like, beyond partners or beyond advertisement i think it, that was like a partnership with cash app or or one of those like square companies or something i don't know it's interesting i i find it interesting because it's very like in terms of like what i'm trying to do for like my like queer financial literacy project it's it has the same vibe of like mixing pop culture with like what we would not typically consider like a very hip topic to talk about if you want to like frame it that way it's a really corny way of framing it but like so I just, I noticed it right away. Because I remember, I think I sent you, like, the ad on, on Instagram when I first saw it. And I was like, wow, Megan's really coming yeah, for my we gig. Like, like, <laughs> she's also been partnered with them for a minute now. And I definitely think when yeah. she first started, we were like, oh, I was like, Manny, she's coming for your bag right now. Like, I she's, know. Um, I also even brought that up because something, this is very niche. Um, and you can even edit it later if you want to. But my mom listens to this fucking podcast. It's very, like, boomer, age-centric, white people on it, whatever. Not, not like, anything racist or like that. But it's, like just like boomer chat the radio show or something um and they actually have boomer a pop culture section yeah show. i know love my mom but that's really anytime i hear this playing in the morning but on her show even with like these middle-aged florida people on it they were like oh so like we heard in the news that megan the stallion like went back and finished school and like what a good role model she is i'm like even these people are like actually kind of turning around on like Meg- it was so bizarre because i was expecting them to like shit on her for like twerking or something and i was like oh so like you know there maybe maybe the generational maybe gap got a little yeah. smaller <laughs> yeah i mean i will say though like she's 
she's supposed to be graduating, I think, in like December with like a degree in like health management or something like that. I don't I don't remember exactly what oh, it maybe is, they said like, she was going back to school to finish that. Maybe she okay. But no, it's actually like because in, in that episode of Hot Ones, show. she was also on Hot Ones, which was by the way, if you haven't seen it, um it I watched the beginning funny. of it. I, 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 I actually really do enjoy um the Hot Ones series on YouTube. Uh the guy who hosts it is a very, very, very good interviewer. Like very good like they need to pay him did you a lot see the one with lord in it she is like no. i don't know what she she's eating over there in she new zealand right lord i don't fucking know i don't listen oh. to her <laughs> i don't listen to we lord. could cut that out but um well i do and i'm fake um because i forget but yeah she's from new zealand um but she was on hot ones she was eating it like she was eating like the hottest one like the hottest of the hot sauce like section she was like these are just really good like she wasn't phased like barely really? like and, and no sweat it was so crazy because like oh, it's shit. lord like there aren't that many people who have been able to do that the only other person that i could think of on hot ones who kind of just like was totally blowing through the whole time i think was like gabriel iglesias philip defranco and like maybe for some reason i'm thinking like kiki palmer if i'm yeah kiki palmer was also on it yeah it's like um and it's really inter it's really entertaining the way they edit it it's it's very much like if you've ever watched mm, you know the way that they edit it adds to like the the comedic aspect of it but then i think sean's his name the host of the show is actually really good at interviewing like he does his research he asks appropriate questions and um they're also like very insightful and interesting questions like they're not just like you know surface level boring ass questions yeah, like, it's it's not are. gossip questions or anything like that. Like, actually interesting stuff that, like, might make even, like, the person who's, like, the guest on the show. Like, because a lot of people have said, oh, damn, that's a good question, you know. So I think it's a great show. And Megan was on it, and that was the only other excuse. I mean, granted, I haven't been on YouTube that much lately because I spend most of my time on Twitch nowadays. You but, really um, do. It uh, It's a good series. And Megan was real funny on it. I was actually cackling, like, for most of it, to be honest. Honestly, I might binge, like, a couple episodes. Because I feel like there was a point where I watched, like, a few, but really only of, like, celebs or people that, like, I kind of, like, knew of or would mm -hmm. be interested in. But, yeah, I might have yeah. to. I'm more of, like, a YouTube binger where I'll just, like, go down a rabbit hole of, like, a specific genre of thing. This might be my genre yeah. of thing. For, I think, I think Hot Ones kind of has, if it isn't already, honestly, to be like one of those shows that celebrity goes that celebrities go to when they're doing like press rounds for an upcoming project. So like I don't think Adele has ever been on Hot Ones, but around the time that her album comes out, I'm gonna be looking for that. Because I feel like every time an artist starts wanting to promote something or do anything like that, like Megan did it recently because her album that we were just talking about or something L P L P um came out and you know her hottie sauce and all that stuff apparently she brought the hottie sauce and gave it to sean as like the first person to like have a bottle official bottle of it which was kind of funny um and it'll probably be like all like um conan and like all those like nighttime talk shows that like celebrities go on to like talk shit and then after they're done they promote whatever they're doing i think hot ones has the potential to be something like that but like actually worth watching and entertaining <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so yeah, hot takes, but that's I mean, what honestly, though, I mean, I don't know. it's like a concept that, like, first, like, it just doesn't, like, it's like nobody, I feel like, I really watches like interviews, like, just, or I mean, if they do, it's like in very short, kind of like YouTube segments. Like, I don't know many people aren't our age that are like, oh, like, I'm going to watch, like, you know, Conan or like anything like that. So I feel like it's yeah. like a different, like, like we need, we like need more than them. just, they're like, yeah, they're like yeah. the middle aged white men who run like the, the, the TV shows, you know. And it, like, what's there's they have there's like a whole bunch of them. There's like what five or six of them. They all have like the same format for the show. There's usually it's run by some like comedy stand-up guy. The thing is, even though we write those off, but I feel like to hit like an older crowd of some kind, or like to get like just on TV airtime, they have to still do those shows, even if they're like they might not need them. But like from a PR point, it's like well, if the show wants you, or if you want to like push X content album music, you probably need to go on this. I mean. Yeah, I was surprised. Like you know, just on the topic of like, uh, Amorphous was on like Fallon tonight or whatever. Yeah, Fallon's um, another one. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, I love Amorphous though. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, in other music news, Kevin has been listening to Neo's album. Mm -hmm. Any hot takes on that? To it. I yeah, know. we. I feel like we honorable mentioned it in a previous episode, but we never actually did like a little dive into it so oh, because i didn't listen to it yet, which i wish i did because this so uh just like this week of listening to it like, i mean really it was mainly like 
yesterday and a little, and a little bit of today but i was like it kind of like it's not like a it, it's hard for me to like and i was telling you about this where i don't know if it's like she tried to write like a breakup album or like a um hopeless romantic kind of album or if it's more of just like a love life kind of hippie album kind of vibe uh but either yeah. way it kind of was like hitting me because like i've been kind of stressed out with like stuff in general i do say that the first song she kind of like throughout well throughout some of the songs she does like a little bit of, like i guess poetry or like you know what have mm -hmm. you um which kind of makes feelings about in music uh but what i don't like is that she specifically calls out like the pandemic and like 2020 which a few artists have been doing in their music like yeah some more subtly than others um whereas here she was like granted i think the message is like you know this has been a shit year to say the least for everybody but like don't lose hope which like kind of corny but i think like the message behind it is nice so i don't like i don't like hate it um yeah it's also just kind of like it's that weird sign of like well we all know we're in it and we don't want to hear about it but we should also be not ignoring that part True. of it you know yeah um especially since like the pandemic is like still going on to still this day going on, like, like we're all if you're not like, vaccinated bitch get fucking vaccinated you crusty True. ass bitch go get vaccinated <laughs> i remember feeling that way about um gray's anatomy <laughs> for those oh, of you who they don't do know like a... i still watch gray's anatomy yeah and um the last season i think it was the previous right now i think they're on season 18 if i remember correctly Dear Lord. um the previous season season 17 was all like covid like they basically did like a full like but did they call it like, covid or did they just call it like some unknown disease like because some shows and commercials no and no TV, it was, it was called, called yeah okay um and like they were basically it was it was like reality tv so they showed i mean parts of it i think were necessary because you know in shonda ryan's fashion they did show like more of like the complexity of like what was happening in the healthcare system i think especially when it came to like marginalized identities and other vulnerable okay. communities um and it created some interesting plot channels, but like, I mean, I don't want to derail the whole thing because we're still talking about Nail, but like in terms of like media that we consume, referencing the pandemic can feel tiring at sometimes because everyone's just like, yeah, we fucking know. And like in this newest season that came out, they like made a whole disclaimer before the new season that like, you know, we recognize the pandemic is like still ongoing. This season um, is like in the future and like a world where we would like to see the world end up where COVID is no longer an issue. And so now like they basically fast forwarded past the pandemic for the next season, but you know it's just it's it's weird to have it have media that we consume also especially for entertainment purposes because it's like part of the reason we go to that stuff or like listen to nao's music is to do like have an escape or be like entertained or something like that so it's yeah. it's weird i definitely think we should make this a topic it's, i'm surprised we haven't yet but i think in the topic of itself it's probably why we haven't made it a topic yet but i definitely yeah i think we've all been thinking about the pandemic too much and not enough but yeah um back to neo at least to wrap it up i i liked it um as far as kind of like what um songs from it burnout i don't know how to feel specific like i like the vocals i like everything about it but the actual lyrics if that makes sense where like maybe she worded or like changed the words around or like use i don't know mm -hmm. um but i really do like that song because i'm like this is exactly how i'm feeling it's kind of one of those albums where it's like if you're in like if its message is like relating to what you're maybe feeling or going through it kind of like resonates a little bit more and therefore you probably like the music a little bit more or the songs mm -hmm. a little bit more um you know i think it was in a way it's like kind of like a like a therapeutic thing because it's kind of like you know when we were it's like you know what people use music for it is like to express themselves and stuff and how they feel beyond like if they just like a song or not sometimes so mm -hmm. i think i just took to the album a little extra hard because it's been like mentally a little uh stressful so true um, yeah I, think, I mean but i also like now as an artist and i do like this album but i think as we were saying for all we know like her earlier yeah. like her first album is like yeah that's like what i was gonna choice. say um like i love nao and part of it is like also she has a very 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 distinct vocal sound for me similar and there's a couple other artists like this where like you recognize their voice right away like fantasia is like that Nao's like that um who else is like like they they have a very distinct sound and even if I don't always like the song or the album if I'm in a mood for like NAO or if I'm if I want that particular sound I know that like no matter what I listen to or like whether I actually liked the lyrics or structure of the song or not it will fit that like vibe or sound that I want to hear and that's something that I really like about Nao um 
there's also like oh yeah fka twigs is like another one yeah, she doesn't I do it vocally she does it in her like production of her music is very unique dawn is very much the same way but she's a little bit more like eclectic in the the genres and the way that she mixes music there's there's a few a few of the girls have a very distinct sound and, and yeah. Nao is one of them and i think it's like like with fka twigs and nao or nao um as i've learned that might be how you say uh her music uh, her name but um it's really like distinct where you're not always in the mood for it but when you are it hits so nicely yeah like i like again that back to that just that first album is that like it's i like a, a decent amount of songs on it maybe some of them sound similar to each other but like i don't mind that um and you know there'll be a lot of times where it comes on like either like playlist or random playlist or something i just skip it because i'm like it's not what I'm listening to, but then when I need it, or like when I'm in the mood for kind of these more distinct sounds from like FK and them, it just hits so nicely. So yeah, you know, um, it you has know, like a bit of to, like a, we need to add some of those songs from "For All We Know" into the music mention. Speaking of all the music well. that we've been mentioning in the podcast, now that I think about it, is also going to be in our ggt music mentions playlist on spotify for y'all to listen to if you're curious about the music that we're talking about or referencing in the show feel free to go check out that um playlist i always put a link for it in the description so all of y'all will have access to it if you want to listen to the songs that we're referring to yes 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 please check it out uh manny here has been not only editor but since spotify does not let you collaborate on playlists without like we tried to make it where both of us could work on it, but then it would share for anybody to edit. So Manny has been uh, such a wonderful editor and co-host to uh, add my uh, text message mentions to the playlist. So please check it out. And I think that is a good time for our next break yeah. before we get into some tech bro nonsense. Yeah, the metaverse is coming. Oh boy. <laughs> right after this break, though. <laughs> Back, 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 we back are again. Back, welcome, welcome. Back. So for the last segment of today's episode, a bit of an eye roll from me, to be honest with you. But I think, it's... girl, a bit of an eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this shit go down on Twitter, I was like, I don't give a flying fuck. To be quite honest, like, uh, I mean, it, it might go, it might get deep. Not like deep in an emotional way, but deep in like just this might get like stupid i don't know i i personally am a bit of a pessimist about it but we're talking about um the parent company of facebook rebranding to meta and kind of a surface level uh about what that they're kind of doing so for those of you who don't know or haven't heard or don't really know um facebook and all of its subsidiaries i guess you call them like instagram whatsapp yeah. what have you they're staying the same name it's the parent company that is changing its name to meta which I think they're meaning to be short for metaverse, which uh, my interpretation of metaverse, just real quick, uh, another disclaimer is that like, I kind of view it as like the matrix or the next step after VR, where it's like a virtual reality, like internet that you can physically quote unquote, physically put yourself in. Um, at least that's the way a lot of the tech pros like to describe it. Um, you know, as a matrix style thing, like you plug yourself into and it's like, you feel like you're in a virtual space of sorts yeah um it's like a very like i don't know i feel like so much sci-fi and shit have like done parodies or like sh had ideas of this so i think like for me to see like the tech industry or like specific uh figureheads and rich people in the industry kind of like really touted up it's um really weird like like i'm kind of like <laughs> yeah are y'all serious or like but there's so much money that these people have like it's mainly mark zuckerberg um also, the CEO of Epic uh, Games, you know, Fortnite, all that shit, um, also really wants the metaverse to, like, be a thing. Um, oh, yeah. I remember seeing that in some of the articles, I think, now that you mention it. Yeah. I, we were going to talk about they this. They were, like, like touting it as this whole yeah, new We thing. were almost ahead of the metaverse game because we were going to talk about it, like, last episode. And then we're like, mm, now nah, that's kind of boring. And then here we are, like, two weeks later being like, well, now Mark Zuckerberg wants to do it. So we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the thing the thing that it reminds me of is like uh what happened with Google, where essentially like Google kind of became this really large organization that was more than just Google. A search engine. And yeah. so yeah. And so what they did was they created a parent company called Alphabet, which is what Google's like parent company is now. And now Alphabet holds all of the things that Google did, including Google itself. So Meta is essentially the same thing where um 
Facebook became Meta and then created another business within Meta for Facebook specifically as the social media platform and then all of the other apps that it has as a service. So Instagram, WhatsApp, all that stuff. It's, um, to be honest, most of it, I think, is also just like a financial thing because there's probably some sort of benefits to the parent company just being like a holdings. Um, so it's, you know, there's probably more of a financial incentive than anything, but of course they have to spin it with like branding and, oh, oh we're talking yeah. about this and, and we're thinking about what's next and all that yeah, shit. Yeah, they've been like, I don't know like how like hard hitting they have been with that. I mean, this kind of broke like a few days before recording this and I feel like it's been still relatively quiet because I think more people were just confused and like, is Facebook still staying as Facebook? And like, yes, it unfortunately is still existing and staying as Facebook. Um, yeah. But yeah, I... I get like technology has to advance and VR like still isn't like a very common or accessible kind of like apparatus. I'm going to say it as like a big word because it's yeah. main like originally I like think as VR, a technology. It's not. Yeah. As, like you're not yeah. going to have everyone have it in their homes like they did with like, you know, a DVD, VHS, Blu-ray. Like, mm. you know, it's one of those like at some point I'm sure it will be. But I think like right now it's like you kind of need vr for as a concept first which a lot of people still haven't tried or like fully yeah. kind of comprehend as like what that is really yeah. um and there's which, also still like for even sometimes for myself i also find myself getting vr mixed up with ar which is like a very different thing real. as well so, yeah yeah vr is so. virtual reality ar is augmented reality so just right. to break it down ar is yeah. like pokemon go like you can put a 3d model of your like something on your screen and use a backdrop of the real world kind of in there so like that and then vr is like you put on a headset and you know usually headphones along with it so you kind of feel like right. you're more in this fabricated 3d right. space right virtual um, virtual reality is more it has it utilizes all of your senses because it's creating oh, a virtual man. reality around your senses whereas like augmented reality uses only a few of your senses and typically it's done through like like most apple devices now i think come with the the hardware to be able to do augmented reality stuff and so like if you've ever used like the apple store app or um like pokemon go like like kevin was saying there's ways that you can see uh products or pokemon or physical things through the lens of your camera like imposed onto or, the space in front of you oh, i'm so foolish even like snapchat lenses like that's really a form of yeah, AR. like that too. everyone i think has kind of used a snapchat lens like where it distorts exactly. your face or something so right um and yeah so kind of relating this to metaverse um from of like i saw like a video or two of like they essentially want metaverse to be like quote unquote like some kind of like playground or like a virtual gathering space where you feel like you are almost almost physically there like kind of a next step past vr but i think like it's really gonna only be like for the wealthy to enjoy and it's not gonna be very accessible even though they'll try to pass it off as such um at yeah, least that's true. my pessimistic view because like vr as it stands like at first like it was really like you know when like oculus was like a big foray into it which fun fun fact uh virtual reality was something that nintendo tried way back in the day like in the 90s and like or maybe even like you know late 80s and it was called the virtual boy did not do well because the technology yeah. was not there fast forward oh now oh my god you know what i remember learning about that in my um oh really history of interface class yeah they did there was oh. like this whole little section on like some different types of um like gaming consoles and because um, those really made for great examples of how like people were using. There was also this one that used a very particular glove um, that you could use. I forget what the it's Nintendo called. Nintendo Power Glove is such a meme. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like the early the early days of consoles is like so rough. Yeah, and like it the, was all the over the place. Fucking accessories, devices, apparatus, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like it was rife with like it's. I mean, part of it is kind of fun to think about with all the experimentation, but that was when like also um, video games were more of like they weren't seen as a media or like a medium for like you know art or anything like that the way like you know movies and stuff were back then it was all about product so everything had like yeah. a toilet quality to it mm -hmm. um just to kind of tangent for a second there but yeah the virtual boy was a flop um because it it was it was rough looking to look at and if you thought like like there is like vr sickness because like manny said it uses all your senses and because uh as humans we kind of you know have to already try to learn about this reality and get adapted to it so when you're kind of right. thrown into something that is way out of like you know it being virtual reality uh it's distorting especially yeah. because that's something that they actually are still trying to figure out with vr is how physically to kind of maneuver in these games because like video games are like you know right. pretty much the biggest foray with vr i think that has happened uh and like now like 
you know, even with besides the metaverse, there are like some other like, you know, some people in the medical field, like, you know, I think there's yeah. been some breakthrough with uh, VR in that sense. I mean, that's not, true. There are very interesting applications for these for technologies VR, yes. outside of one video profit games. and two video games. Um, yeah, like it's not very so, common, but yeah. in the architecture world, like VR is like a really great way to walk through something you feel like you're in a space. Exactly. That was supposed to be my thesis for masters, but I didn't feel like doing masters. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's like VR is still not commonly known. Like I was fortunate enough to like i had a roommate my junior college uh bless up jake uh who had a vr headset and that shit was fun let me tell you like i in a way like i could almost imagine what the metaverse would be like and how many people would probably just stay in the metaverse and deteriorate uh because yeah true that shit's fun but um and that's like kind of the more uh sci-fi dystopian young adult novel bad side of things that i'm pessimistic Very about is like, like just yeah. yes like there are people who probably could and will i mean just to talk about a real life problem, I mean the way people are glued to the internet as it is with just screens. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a boomer. And way, the yeah, but like I the mean escapism that in like, of like the internet. The internet. And how, yeah, like, I mean it's been a problem be... since like the nineties, since the internet yeah. was created. People have been you know exactly. glued to it. Um, so that's like my whole other shtick about it is kind of like I don't think like most humans are going to be able to kind of handle the metaverse if they are allowed into True. it personally. I'm I'm a bit of a pessimist. I kind of just assume the worst about people. Not gonna lie. Um true I mean, especially the... if it's coming from facebook mm, that <laughs> like, part. let's be uh yeah i mean people yeah. as like a general mass not specific like specific individuals that i mean yeah. just wanted to clarify but yeah so i think like well it i feel like there hasn't been that much development oh well what manny just said too about the kind of you know if it's coming from facebook there is also an out of touch um you know for lack of a better word reality that comes from this too because the videos that i saw of like mark zuckerberg and like a developer talking about it like yeah and kind of just like you know it, it just feels very kind of like again like the, it's gonna be like the a like rich manufactured hype yeah yeah it's just so like like there's gonna be a lot of heavy marketing on it and i kind of feel like that's gonna be drawing in like a lot of people just like oh this is the next new thing i have to buy into so like yeah. and then that that in itself kind of being like the trap of it all so i don't know it's obviously too early to say um I sometimes believe like history repeats itself. And if this is supposed to be the thing beyond the internet, which is what a lot of tech pros like to call the metaverse, it's like, oh, this is like the ne the internet's broken. This is the next thing beyond the internet. Um, I kind of think like it'll be kind of rough. And yeah, you know, it'll be like really, I think rich people will have like a fun time with it. <laughs> like, or like social media influencers. I'm sure there's going to be like, instead of yeah. YouTubers, we'll have MetaTubers. And that's. I don't know. I'm already or like because like, I mean I the about. thing that I'm thinking about also is like catfishing, you know, <laughs> like oh my god, like catfish, imagine the like... level of like catfishing and like what like would it even be catfishing anymore? Like how does that even? Well, like that... I just think about it and my brain is just like does not compute. Like <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing is that there is like it's like you're taking like a whole like sidestep from what we yeah. like have as a consciousness of like our being to yeah. you know kind of. It's like it's like imagine it. like going into um like World of Warcraft or one of those like you know where essentially you become the character that you create in these games and you go about this you know virtual world that's essentially like what it is it's like what they're talking about and it's like yeah and I think there is like an innocent like oh you could do this like for fun and like meet up with friends like you know like yeah. one of I don't know if it was I think oh it yeah because I remember them trying to say like oh you could simulate the in office experience but still do like remote work or stuff something like that. That was yeah. like one of their key points or something. Which I think, like, again, like, there are, there, I'm not like totally shitting on it, mostly shitting on it, but I think there True. is like a lot of like cool concepts and innocent ideas behind it, like where it's, you know, yeah. like technology is not inherently bad or good. Um, yeah. But I, I, again, like, think just the person driving, the people yeah, kind of exactly. driving these concepts, people with all this money who like have, exactly. you know, don't have like the sometimes like right. the most uh, in touch, you know, they're not yeah. very in touch necessarily with like common people such as you and i um and also like phase. you know to go off like what you were saying about in terms of like tools and stuff like we've seen you know like how you're saying with like health sciences and architecture like there are practical applications for these sorts of technologies but when it starts being pioneered by companies like this who have it's all an about interest essentially only in profit right yeah it puts a very very 
it makes me put a very, very critical lens on it because we don't know their motives. We don't know how they expect to profit off of this. What kind of... Um, oh, this is 100% like, stealing everybody's biodata. Like, I don't even know how, but they're going to be stealing your eyeball yeah. somehow. Like, I just, like... <laughs> or, you know, it's just like there's there's so many unanswered questions about it. And, like, that's to be with, with every, like, new technology or new way of using technology or something like that. Yeah, like, there's but the fact that it's being kind of, like taken by facebook and meta and being like we're the pioneers of this uh technology and we're going to take it to the next level and bring society with us i just don't really buy that <laughs> i don't subscribe to it because it just feels like capitalism and profit is gonna just mm. make it disgusting and i'm not gonna want to be bothered with it <laughs> yeah like the I fact mean... that it's coming from facebook tells me everything that i need yeah, to know and if and if anything like how my facebook account got hacked and facebook's help center shit i sure don't want to be stuck in the metaverse somehow yeah and i have to get facebook to dig me out um, and i think that's also part of the reason why they created an entirely new company to pioneer this because facebook has a very very poor reputation for in terms of like data privacy all oh, those yeah. sorts of things and so for a lot of people who like aren't really in tune because i think sometimes like myself like i also forget like i'm fairly aware of these things and like trends just by nature of my job as a designer um my proximity to technology as a designer my desire to enter into the tech industry and fields and work as a designer there um, and just being on twitter i think a lot of people who are interested in design tech um and programming or like web development we all tend to be on twitter and that's where a lot of like news and things like this breaks and so we're we tend to be aware of it but for most people in like everyday life they might see a company called meta and have no idea that it's related to facebook in any way whatsoever yeah. in the same way that they could do the same thing with alphabet um with the exception being that alphabet looks like google's logo but like there's really no if you were to not know anything about this event or like facebook's announcement because there are people who still like go about their daily lives not giving a flying fuck. Um, they'll they probably will never know. Like, True, T, one thousand percent. They'll probably never really, well, or like it, it'll come to them like years later, and they'll be like, "Oh shit, well, Meta owns yeah, that's Facebook. like two I never things. Knew that. One, like most of Facebook's user base now is like our parents and like boomers or older True. people, and then if you go a step higher, we still even have like senators and congressmen that like don't know what facebook is oh like when that God. first big data breach was it the cambridge data breach or whatever yeah, it cambridge was Analytica. and literally like they printed out like literally like a piece of paper because that like, was that was yeah. and that senator i don't not senator but i don't know who he was but there was like that clip of that man who did he not know what, another a, one didn't of, know what yeah. a facebook was another like, fucking dumbass who had no idea what the fuck they were talking about yeah and Adam, mark zuckerberg had to sit there explaining to them like the basics of like privacy settings on yeah the person like, who is also essentially on a trial yeah you know, that was like Great. a waste of taxpayer dollars like one thousand percent i mean they have to do some kind of show at least once a year for us but um yeah i guess i and well because that also sends it into a broader thing of like there's also like if like there's a point where like technology moves so quickly like there are people who get left behind and i think like you know for us millennial or like even like at some point gen z like you, we're gonna like have to really try to keep up because concepts are only just gonna be wilder to us i mean like nothing like i think like there's not really been any invention that like changes quote-unquote reality as like you know the metaverse is yeah. trying to claim to do right and i think this will be quite a few years in development and like see how it does i mean you know i'm sure when the first car the first model t car was invented like blowing their brains out of their gaskets but i mean right. it at least had like a horse and carriage like there was some kind of comparable like kind of medium but we've right. been and this is annoyingly what the whole metaverse like sloganing and marketing is like we're still barricaded by like a screen into any like video game movie digital right. media and that's what the metaverse is essentially trying to break and i don't think like a lot of the population especially older population will understand that kind of immersion and that's where things are going to be very messy because like i'm not about yeah. to have like my mom already is obsessed with facebook to an annoying degree i'm not about to have her try and get into the metaverse i don't know who they're yeah. gonna market metaverse to but like honestly even young kids who are like impressionable this could also be you know mm -hmm. kind of a big deal because yeah. you know growing up we had it we're like okay like no more video games for the night or like you know parents now like really don't want their kids playing certain violent games but what about this allegedly um accessible quote-unquote like kind of concept that like yeah kids know kids are getting smarter with technology at a much younger age True. so you know what i mean because be this doing? is this is essentially going to be like kind of how you were referring to um what was what was the thing that you were giving as an example earlier of like previous types of technology oh like the car i forget like 
Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the car, for example. So, like, throughout history, there have been, like, major changes in technology, right? And, like, you know, the internet is, like, a great example, too, of, like, people who, like, like the generation of people that didn't grow up with the internet and that did grow up, like, the, in the transition of the internet. Um, like, there are certain implications there that haven't even been fully explored, honestly. Um, it's been surface level touched upon with the whole um, issues revolving around social media and how that plays into people's self-esteem and self-perception yeah, like, and how they can perceive even get social media together with us. Like, how are we going to yeah. handle the metaverse where we're just constantly right. fake bitches without right. a virtual body? You know, um, but then it makes you think like, you know, what exactly is real? You know, everything is relative. So like if like if I go out tomorrow and I'm like completely you know it, I, it would be considered the equivalent of me being delusional but there's something or the to matrix be said like, about, like literally what you said is like yeah. essentially like the matrix like yeah like i, I don't think people just, can handle that like honestly right <laughs> like in reality nothing is really stopping me from like completely like up and leaving my house never talking to anyone again completely going somewhere else in the country could i run the pod being with? like a fucking you know like I, I could do that i'm never gonna do that because that's like unreasonable in my current reality but like the the metaverse as an idea is concerning because it it opens up those kind of possibilities to people maybe that who have never even considered something like that in the first place or um maybe it could also invite some very poor behavior and and oh, practices I mean, over in the same way that social media has kind of really amplified you know people's and the, i was like, just about to say you know, that yeah social media has kind of amplified people's like you know perceptions of beauty standards and things like that um the internet has made it so that and really technology in, in general is like we're less patient for things you know our attention span the way we expect things to be put in front of us right away you know two-day shipping from amazon prime free shipping you know all these things where it's like reality is less and less and less getting in the way or at the very least we're inventing solutions around problems that we have that feed our like lower levels of like human behavior that are like you know wants now ooh pretty ooh ugly like this kind of very basic like behavior of dichotomy um so i think it's interesting but just by virtue of it being driven by facebook you know because like they can call it whatever the fuck they want but it's it's mark zuckerberg so I have no, I don't care if it's Meta or Facebook. Like, it doesn't matter. It's still being driven by the same person who created Facebook. So, yeah, I'm red flag. Yeah, because also like, as a bit of a closer, I guess I'll say is that like, I think like you know, again, technology isn't good or evil, but like, I think that just the kind of like someone who has as much money as Zuckerberg, and sorry if I'm stepping on any tech bro apologists over here, but like. I think, like, someone who has this much money and is, like, rather than, like, you know, the climate crisis or, like, other issues that are happening. We have many other They're problems. like, oh, we need that to fix the internet. And, like, granted, the internet isn't that great in most places of it. But I really think, like, the focus effort here of, like, oh, the internet's broken. I'm here to fix it with this crazy concept. Like, you'll all love it. Uh, this will fix the internet. This is internet 2.0. Like, we don't, I really don't yeah. think we need this per se because, no. like, the internet like and what you know back in the humble it's really like to spread like information and like connect people whatever yeah. i think this is like i get you know it's trying to do that with more like sensory i guess and with more mm -hmm. of your senses involved but i also think like like what we were touching upon like what you're saying like if we can't even handle social media where like you're basically in somebody's business I right. really don't see why we need this right now at yeah. this conjecture. I think this was an idea born out of the pandemic where, like, rich tech bros were like, wow, I wish we could, like, ride on our yachts together, like, in person, which they were already doing also, by the way. As I <laughs> Literally. Like, no, rich people were like, already doing excuse that. excuse me, let me just board my private chat. I'll be Kim right Kim K there. went to, like, a private island. <laughs> well, with like, like, so, never mind that previous statement. Um, But I, I do think that, like, you know, when, whatever the reason this idea was for, I personally think it's, like, not, like, you know, we're going to be in the Matrix and then the plants can, like, explode while we're all jacked in or something. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm a little bit of a downer on it. Again, I see s some good points about it, but I really think this just is, like, not yeah. right now. <laughs> like, maybe if we were a little yeah. closer to, like, some world problems. peace unity corny shit, yeah. sure, Internet Playground sounds fun. But if we can't get along in, like, real life and then, For like, real. we can't get along in the Internet we have now... Yeah. And there are good places on the internet. I'm not, like, denying that. Uh, I just don't see how the metaverse is really yeah. going to, like, help fix anything, quote-unquote. Right. Like, I don't know how getting us more sucked in is going to yeah. really, like, be helpful as they right. claim it is.
So I think ultimately, like to kind of echo like your closing thoughts before we sign off for the night. Um, I think that like in the same way that the internet has brought out both the best in the world and the worst in the world and that dichotomy there, that kind of like huge gap, I think the metaverse has the potential to do the same thing, but like 10x. And so we have to be very careful about, you know, things can get really, really good and there's a lot of potential upside, but just like the internet, things can get very, very bad. People can be very, 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 very bad. And is something like this even worth doing which is what i'm thinking as like a user experience designer and like how many other problems you were just mentioning like we have things like climate change world hunger poverty there's just to name a few larger (laughs) yeah there's so many other larger issues that like companies like this have the access and privilege to be able to actually like put huge effort and change behind and like i just don't see this being something that's like worth worthwhile i mean Unless it leads to a lot of profit for these companies, which if they invest enough into it, eventually it will. That's just how capitalism works. So, I mean, but. at the time of this, like, there is that whole like Elon Musk and world hunger thing going on, which we're not going to get into. It's already been oh, long yeah. enough on this, but yeah, like the fact that this long of like a bajillionaire, I'll call him, um, to get involved with a world issue for a small profit portion, like you know, people like they don't have the best interest at heart for us. If I had to be really like quote unquote radical about it, but um. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's our thoughts on uh, the metaverse and Facebook. That's our thought about on quite a few things. I think um, we, a lot of things. Next yeah. development, I think we should revisit this. I feel like this is like, <laughs> yeah. Let us for those of the y'all people. <laughs> who have been listening for a while. We usually like to keep to this format of like three topics. It kind of fits like the gay graphic entire thing. We're doing things, you know, the we power the theme, three, very charmed. But um, <laughs> that's deep lore. Oh my <laughs> God. But um. You know, we're thinking of doing, like, some more, like, specific deep dive, like, single, you know, topic episode. So maybe this could be something that we expand upon later in the future because I think there's lots of interesting stuff to explore there. So yeah, stay like, tuned for that. Hopefully we'll do something like that soon. Yeah, because usually we give you we give you our musical reviews. Um, and then we'll also do, like, surface level on some topics, mainly because we'll find something interesting and, like, think about, like, kind of like what we did with the metaverse uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also thinking, like, you know, if we focus more, we can do a little bit more research and whatnot um, mm-hmm. on some things and riff on it and see where, where it takes us. Well, with that, yeah. with that just about ends episode 11. If you... We'll see y'all in the next one. And yeah. also, don't forget, our music mentions playlist is going to be in the description if you want to know about any of the songs that we were talking about. And, Kevin, do you want to tell them our email if they want to email us? Yes. If you want to email us with questions or, like, actually now new topics, you can email gaygraphictired at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I love it.